Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. This is a big woman thing, and today we're hanging with Tracy, Sewell, and Shadina. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Cups up. Right. So, how is everyone doing? We're doing great, Tracy. Thanks for asking. You know, I'm here in the forest, being cold and getting brown. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, all is good. Um, in the second semester of school first semester was really good got straight a's and stuff um i'm just waiting for one final grade to finally close off semester one but semester two really achieved me really bad i'm gonna take up one data analytics course tracy i'm over here i learned to write programs i'm over here so me i'm gonna send up a prayer for me when we need to back home because I'm going through it. I'm going through it. My friend is not making it. Shads, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with you? Um, you don't know they're up on the gully side. <laughs> it's DJ She. You know what I'm saying? The Lord's work daily, annoying Tracy weekly. You know the regular. <laughs> the other way around. Annoying Tracy daily. <laughs> Tracy, I said what I said, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but, Sue, how, how, how are the protocols where you are? Um, things have been really strict. Um, we haven't been able to really, like, have face-to-face classes. Um, and over here, like, they take testing seriously. So, to go to, it's like, if you want to go on campus to use, like, the library or anything, you have to have a negative COVID test to do anything on campus. And you have to test two times in order for the test to count as negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so everywhere locked down, like you can't really do anything over here. Only thing you can do like walk, just like, you know, regular little walks. And you have to walk in groups of three. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to come from the same household. There's no bars and stuff open um still have restaurants open but you can't dine in so things just lock up tracy if i'm a come over here if i'm a come off of the plane i'm lock up in the box oh. um haven't been able to do anything but they're supposed to be lifting the covid um restriction in tears so by june 22nd they're saying that we should be fully open again so I guess we just have to go and wait and see me. I go and wait to get a little vaccine. Mm. One and call me so we can just run and get it because I'm tired. Right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, Shad, so we are supposed to do? Okay. So, today for the All Women Takeover, we'll be discussing. Oh, the topic there again. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> women and safer sex. And also women and their hesitation to date bisexual men. My dear, for the topic here, especially the safer sex one, I start with maybe not complaining about for yeah. years now. I think since I've 
started working at JFLAG, I've been complaining about um, just the overall HIV response and safer sex conversations, how they are just framed from the angle of men, you know, wearing condom, men doing this. It's always about men having sex with men or gay men or, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm really happy that we're talking about this topic today. Yeah, yeah myself. And I think, I think just the same as you, Sewell, you know, it, it's been years and the conversation really hasn't shifted focus. And I'm wondering what's the deal since they, they well, I'm not going to say that I know what the statistics are, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not any, any different in terms of this great difference between the infection rate of women versus the infection rate of men. Yeah, and to compound the matter when we get to to, to discussing um, safer sex with same sex couples in this instance, lesbians, mm-hmm. um, and then to the larger extent bisexuals, then we start to get into the who really isn't included in these statistics. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think I agree with you, Tracy, and I think it makes women especially lesbian women um i think it makes us more vulnerable to a lot of things because sometimes the things i hear women say and do sometimes and like i wonder like how is this even possible i remember i was um i was hearing a conversation one day with someone talking and i think it was this big thing on um I think on Twitter as well, oh, where sharing we're talking about sharing dildos and something. And I'm just like, how do we even like how like 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 who sit down in a them book at daytime and write and say, yeah, I have one dildo, I'm gonna share my dildo with Shadina and Shadina can share it with Tracy. I always share and I share and I share. And seeing us, I think a lot of those conversations need to be had on a larger scale because a lot of people don't think nothing wrong with them something here and also i think around um sex toys as well because i think most of our messaging is um around male and women having sex and such and we need to realize that sex toys lots of people are incorporating these things into their sex life and all of that so what are proper care tips do's and don'ts of using your toys what what kind of temperature you must store them in all of them something they feel protect yourself and such yeah agreed um i mean i think i like the mixture um of us on the chat today you know i like the age difference that we have going on so i think it will be interesting to hear from you know like trace you know say trace their own years upon years years of trace in the gideon a long time good out in the gideon a battle a battle a battle I mean, you know, I would love to hear from Tracy, you know, like what has your experience been like with these kind of conversations coming from way back in the days where you are coming from? I mean, has there been like a growth to, you know, like the the changes in conversation and dialogues or has everything been the same since way back when? I'd have to say that there is a change in the dialogue because the dialogue is actually happening. Mm-hmm. I, you know, early 2000, 2010, come up them side, 
you could tell that there was really no, there was nothing there. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody was even talking about women, to be, to be frank. Um, because when we think about, you know, some of the organizations that, that came up, you know, Lesbians in Action, Women for Women, um, We Change, um, what's the other one that starts with Q? I don't remember. Um, but when you think about how they, they started, it was because of the lack of conversation as it pertains to women. Thank you. QCJ, right. So there was no conversation happening before. Now we have the conversation happening. So that for me is, is, is a shift and it's needed. Conversations back then, if it ever did come up, was maybe like a one minute thing and it really s surrounded somebody borrowing somebody else's toy. So nobody at that time was saying, boy, you know, no, I'm not saying so, you know, it's, it's like, it's like your underwear. I really wouldn't lend you the panty that I just wore. You know, they're, they're never, they don't ever think about it like that. So now that we're getting into even the different types of sex toys and what they do, because I mean, what was it initially? Uh, a dildo, probably a, a smooth one. And then later on, they started to cover it because they needed to give it like a veins not realizing that those veins in itself can also help to transmit the very same thing that you're trying to run away from, right? So, and then it moved from this hardcore plastic vein to the nice soft texture and the different. So things are changing. And as such, the conversation are changing now. I'm like that. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Um, and then I think for me, I mean, I'm not much younger than Tracy. So, I'm not going to act like, say, me, you know, like, I'm very young. Um, but I think, it, for me, I don't know what it really was before, you know, like, back in the day with Tracy. But, so, I can talk about maybe from, like, 2016 up until now. And, I mean... I would say I really don't see anything big, like any really big changes happening where I can say, you know, no, my not. I see this here and there. I see this here and there. Um, I think there are some organizations that try to be inclusive when they talk about safer sex. I know they try to include a little thing here and there. Um, I'm not calling him coming out and pint out nobody for nobody will call up my name, say me, say, and she, say. But, um, I think there are one and two, like I said, organizations that will try to include, you know, some kind of like a messaging or maybe like a like a one live or something to kind of cater to women. Um, but I don't know if I would say I see any kind of drastic changes happening. I mean, we had Safer Sex Week. How when like maybe maybe seven to the fourteen to um yes yeah, so it was Valentine's Day yeah it was kind of was kind of recent and I mean I was looking at you know some of the messages that you know, I, I saw on you know Twitter and on the socials and I still didn't really see anything that was really talking to lesbian women you know I, again it was still around the idea of. Um, you know, men using condoms. And even though women do use lube, I think the conversations weren't about how women use it, you know, or, you know, like what are things that women should keep in mind when using lube. It was still about, you know, men using lube when they have sex. So 
I would say that there's little here and there, but I don't think I have seen anything that's really big to, you know, like write home about within the change in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same for me too. Not uh, more work. There's more work to be done. Um, more education and all of them. Something there. Um, when we're doing our um our different ICs and uh, that they tend to be more heterosexual focused, basically um for the men. So I think there was more work to be done, and we just need to say, okay, then this is not the only sexual um type of relationship that exists. There are other type of unions and so so what can we do to ensure that mm-hmm. those persons are also protecting themselves while they have sex or while they're engaging in sexual activities yeah but could we then say that um because based on this information here that we're getting that says mm-hmm. that the prevalence among women who have sex with women is significantly lower than the prevalence among men who have sex with men is mm-hmm. that really an, an excuse to say not include um, any other union, as Shadina put it, in, in the conversation or even in the, the projects and the, uh, the funded activities? So I don't, mean, oh, isn't it that we want to move our advocacy or the work that we're doing uh, to like a, to, to diversification, to a diversifying space or not because, okay, then the prevalence is high between this particular group and such. We are doing work. We want everybody to feel included. It's all about equality and all of them someday. So even though that is what they want to use as their excuse, I think we need to move beyond that now. Mm-hmm. We're in our 2021, we cannot use an excuse no more. We're diverse and we'll we be inclusive and all of that. So I think our, our work, our advocacy, our public education campaign needs to reflect that now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think not because, and I think this is a big issue, I think, with the response. I think a lot of times they are more reactive than proactive with how, you know, they formulate messaging and, um, you know, we talk about campaigns and we look at programs and how we write um, and implement programs. I think it's more of a reaction. So we see this happening. And so, you know, like we get frightened and we say, okay, we have to do something to, to, um, you know, address this particular issue. But I think we should now be at the stage where we have data you know, we um we have all this information, you know, every year when we do this a survey and this a survey and focus group here, there and everywhere. So I think we should have enough data now where we can start being more proactive with, you know, our messaging and our funding and programs where we don't wait for the rate among women to get higher for us to say, oh, you know, Rati, you know, this is happening now and now we're in a panic and we're doing something for our justice. I think we're at the stage now where we can proactively formulate our messages. And like I said, the campaigns and the programs and the underground engagement where we're reaching everybody because I think everybody contributes to, um, is it 1995? No, wait, what is it? Is it 1999. The, the number. No, mm-hmm. man, it moved from 1990. It moved to something else recently. Okay. Yeah, right. So I think everybody adds up into reaching the 95, 95, 95. It's not just men who have sex with men alone add up to 90, 95 or, you know, so 
I mean, I think everybody plays a part in getting there. So we can't be having messages that's just catering just to men who have sex with men alone or just men or gay men or whoever. And what 95, 95, 95 means is that we want to get to a place, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, where we want to have 95% of people knowing their status, um, 95 like on care, in, in treatment, something like that. And then 95 virus Right. That is what it is. Um, right. So we want people to know them status. And if you know your status, you get treatment and you start getting care, you start getting look at things them. And so by that time you now you'll get to a place where you're virally suppressed. I say go. Come on, nobody come fight me, come to say no, say me, say me. Yeah. You say that. But yeah, so I mean, yes, yeah, so I think we should. We need to move away from the idea that not because they're not high, that means they're under the need for focus one right now. Right. So what does safer sex look like for a lesbian? I mean, that is a good question because to owe me Here's the question too. Why is it that lesbians think that they can't contract? any virus or disease because they're having sex with another woman? I mean, I don't think, it's that we don't think we can, you know. I think it's because we don't talk about it mm-hmm. a lot and a lot of people not really aware of certain things. So we kind of just have it now. It's saying, you know, we just have to do and hope say, I saw. And if I saw, then we deal with it or find out and so. Um, and I think that is a part of the problem that there's no education, there's no awareness. So I think it's easier for, you know, like if a man and a woman are going to have sex or a man and a man are going to have sex, somebody will ask for a condom. I mean, even if you're not going to use it or even if you size it and you take it off, I think in those instances, you're likely to hear somebody ask, you have a condom or, you know, you're going to use a condom or, you know, you didn't bring a condom with you. Woman, no. We don't even know a second exist exists for the most part. So what does I got you with love in our heart and hopes they love all and save we. So I think that's why we need to be start, you know, having conversations and really talking about things. Because like Mr. with us out a chance and don't talk about the feminine condoms because Jesus Christ. No, no, no really work. I mean. In a work for lesbians, I don't think like a feminine condom work in our situation because if you put it on a dildo, like you can't put the feminine on a dildo because no. if it's in the feminine, no. you put like you put up in a vagina, like a diaphragm. Yeah, yeah, and then like if the sperm, like right, right. So that wouldn't work for us. Are and I have seen. I don't know, but I think so. I haven't seen them in a bit. I, Tracy, I, I, I must have one time in my lifetime, me ever seen one of them something there. I may see it and look on it. I may say, honest to God, me would have never use it. If me, they have sex with me, I'm absolutely not using that. Me, me, me wouldn't do it. Me wouldn't do it. If turn off was a pro- product, that was it. Yeah. Um, it just don't look. And then the mouth condom something is one foolishness. I sit, boy, I did, I did look on it one time. And me tell myself, and I saw I'm going to live by it till this day. 
if me after I use it, me not go by to have no sex with nobody. And also the dental no. dam, that no makes sense either. Like, who have time for No, no, no. They need to become more creative with um these instruments that they want us to include in our sexual life to protect us. Because some of them something I really don't make sense. And, no. and then they have one condom for your finger. Oh. I mean, I say girl, bye. Like, story time. When, when, when I was dating my, when I started dating my ex-girlfriend, well, girlfriend at the time, uh, we had the conversation about sex toys because I was like, listen, you use that on your other exes. I am not going to be the one that you use it on. And I remembered she asked, she said, she asked me, so if you are dating a man, you would have asked him to take off his penis and put on one. Absolutely. He must have come and your penis to me. And um, I, I never have no answer because I stand up there and look on her like, girl, why you even ask me that question? I know the same thing. However, no, you can't do that, right? So the, the compromise was that we would use condoms. Now, mind you, remember me telling, I think I said it on one, and on one of the lives that we had in the office. I don't feel what other people feel when it come on to condom. So like people say, it's studied and it's this, and you feel ridges and it, it, it massage wherever. I don't feel none of that. So I, whether studied, unstudied, smoother, I don't feel none. So it don't matter to me. However, us using the condoms also had to do with the fact that some of the toys the material that it's made with, um, it, it, some of them had like a very high camphor smell. And that camphor smell irritated the bejesus out of me. Mm. So that was one of the reasons why, the second reason for using it. So, I mean, I'm, so it got <laughs> under, how many other persons actually <laughs> condoms with them, them dildos or them strap-ons or whatever? I mean, I've heard about people that use it, but I think it's it's the more like masculine presenting woman that I've 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 heard that use it. Um and I don't know if they do it because well I'm assuming maybe they do it because they might use the same toy on like different women. Mm. I'm not for that. If me and somebody there and the same toy where they use pan your ex-girlfriend, not go use pan me. So if it means say me, I forgot buy one new one, or you have to go buy, or you get loan for buy one new one, or to a partner and buy one new one. Tracy, something I forgot buy somewhere. The loan I forgot come, money I forgot borrow, you have to go chop, you have to go do something All for right. this because oh. me not do it, Tracy, me not do it. So for that, we can see we we can then say that that's one of the reasons why you know probably lesbians won't use a condom because we're gonna buy something new. So mm. if it's new, it means that not now go on feet, right? Mm. However, let's talk about the sharing of the same toy with your partner. Mm. Mm. Oh, then if y'all tell me. That in the middle of sex, <laughs> y'all get up to go wash it. 
figure come back for you to pan a person. I hard going to tell you, who needs lying? Well, Tracy, it is what it is. I'm supposed to have two different ones. Suppose me have one for me and one for she. I want to have time for look and see which one I pick up. Tracy, that is why you have sex in the light. Sure. What we want to say with Tracy, she try to tie we up. Right? Tracy, out here, I play devil's advocate for try to tie we up. No, but the reality is that's the thought. So, but you see, no, but it's different, you know, because okay. if me and a girl they see, I would say I tow we alone they together, right? I mean, we say you know you get tested and everything good, me get tested and everything good. Then if me I eat out your front at night time, Tracy, if me I dine, dine in, drive through, dine in everything, <laughs> in everything Tracy. <laughs> Why me? I don't worry about the same toy with the toy I use. My, I mean, I don't know everything. Yeah, so but that's one of my concern. Is this is this eating happening after the second testing? Because you remember, sometimes it takes some time for the. Tracy. So I want to know if it starts after the second set of testing. Because well, when we test one time, we test one, one time. I'm going to go with that. Then we're not going to test. Tracy, if me go to the doctor and the doctor say, you know, okay, so well, we've done whatever, whatever, whatever test. Negative, negative, negative. I'm a clean bill of health. That's for me. Yeah. When I go again, I go again. All right. So if I eat that, let, it's going to segue us into the other part of the conversation. How y'all feel about bisexuals? I mean, honestly, we don't have a problem with it. Okay. Someone want me... Me, no. me, me, Peggy, my name something that Tracy, me not say me wouldn't do it. I love it. Right? Yeah, but yeah, I think about it one way. So here's the other side to that. Mm-hmm. That there are some lesbians who at some point in their lives dated a man. Chances mm-hmm. are they also had unprotected sex with said man. Mm-hmm. Chances are said man was not very faithful. Yeah. So let's bring the conversation now to the first testing with the bisexual partner. I mean, I'm not having any sex with no man right now, right? But I can say when I was saved and sanctified (laughs) and I did have a little, you know, a little one man in my life. Um, why it why really rough you know, because like I worry about things to do by faith and not by sight. Because what about time, even though you will get tested, I look one time, feel like oftentimes I could just use that for the rest of the relationship. So if mm-hmm. we did for five years and we did test in the first year, is I could just use that for say, okay, well, you know, everything good, everything whatever. So mm-hmm. I think too, when we talk about that, I think we, we also need to start kind of normalize. I'm going to use the words off of Twitter now for normalize people getting tested very regularly because I think enough people just do what I look one test and then I that just use that for say, you know, yeah, everything good, everything. And a, a lot of people cheat. And even after you take back the man and you take back the woman, enough people don't do a test afterwards. Exactly. 
Yeah, and also, before you move on, Tracy, we need to normalize not only going to your gynecologist when something is wrong. Like, you can do one checkup. You can do one, ch- no, no need for wrong for me to go visit my gynecologist. You can just go do one checkup. I'll be regular checkup. Mm-hmm. Right. So, do you think that that is probably one of the reasons, too, why why there is an issue with people dating bisexual individuals and 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 I'll get to make reference to what we're discussing and not stray off topic. Mm-hmm. Let me use by women mm-hmm. by men. Because if you're a lesbian, you wouldn't even think about that. Yeah. Unless all right. We're not getting another unless. So by women, by men. Is it, do you think then that that's one of the reasons why it's so hard for bisexual men to to find uh, partners? Because I I feel like the the reason might be on both sides, whether the, the partner is male or female. Because mm. I, I think if I've ever remembered any discussion we've had in the past with a group of women around bisexuality, it always seemed to to focus around anal sex. And then the question comes up, how much do we know about anal sex and what happens prior to the act? Yeah. Um, so what are some of the other reasons people cite about not wanting to date a bisexual man? I mean, I think people always just think about the trust issue of it. Uh-huh. A lot of people, and I, I think a lot of people don't think that a person can be bisexual. I think a lot of people just think you're either gay or you're straight. Mm-hmm. So I think especially when it comes to men, I don't think that people think men can be bisexual. A lot of people think when a man say in bi, it means you're either like a hide or you're not like you want to they would man for two, but you know, you just I use woman for to make it look like you're really gay or whatever. So I think a lot of it is around our perceptions um, of you know people who are bisexual or and also men who are gay. Um, so I think there's a lot of education that needs to happen more around bisexuals. Um, and then I also think a lot of women don't trust men who are bisexual because them just always thinking, yeah, I've sex with me and I've sex with Tom at the same time. I you know you have sex with it with, with all the other men them out there. And then I think because we don't have a lot of education and we're not so much aware of anal sex and you know like all the things that people need to go through before you know you have anal sex. Um I think people just think that you know it's not clean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know is, is not clean so I think a lot of women are you know like with all the stories that people tell all the time woman just thinks say if me were a bisexual man he may go have sex with Tom him would have whatever up and then it'll come back to me and then that means say at some point you know, fiction or something right so I think those are two other things um that might contribute to it you know there's no trust uh-huh. and the trust comes from we're not aware we don't have enough education around you know the issues and then i think people also just think say man we say them bisexual i lie them i tell you know them really gay and then just i don't say they would woman just because right right 
That is true. Is it different though? Um, is the thought of it different when a lesbian thinks about dating a bisexual woman? I same thing, Tracy. Same thing. Well, for, well, see, see, no Jesus. When I can't see me, I agree with you. I think it's the same thing because I remember hearing somebody say, no, nah, but you know, a man going to come stick him dick in a yard and then me I go down pile. So I mean, no, we're not do that. Mm. And I, I think I've heard that that excuse a couple mm-hmm. of times. Person I said, yeah. we, we, we're not doing that. But it's all right though, if you know you cheated with me with another woman and she used the dildo that she used on her partner on you and come right back to me. So we're talking about these condoms and how they're important. Not only for men, and that's why they need to make the little cute ones for women. Listen, they need to what? diversify the women condoms. We want glow in the dark, we want flip, we want everything. If we can have pink drills <laughs> at back holes, I think we can get some. Just I don't know pink drills at back holes. Right? <laughs> what? No, wait, those are not sex toys. Those are actual tools that we use to the work. You know, carpenters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear. Okay, say, I want you to pick your back hole. Oh my God. What I mean, because no, I can show you a rabbit that I have. We have with them, the little diamond studded something on them sitting there and then them have the little purple something them where spin up, spin up inside and something them. Them can't make the toys them pretty. So why this stuff that's supposed to keep us safe not supposed to look pretty and cute too? First, I want a, I want a visual. <laughs> no, no, legit the camera upon that something at work. But I know, and that is show y'all. A very good question where I see a while ago if say if me want my tongue in a condom and I don't want my tongue in a no condom. Yeah. And I think, hey, you know, you know, you see, but hold on. Only things we have to go work too. Only things we have to go work too. Because me gonna be honest with you. Me don't know if there was a good, like, like a nice condom for woman. I'm like a laughing about teeth condom. Me don't know if me don't want, like, me don't know if me don't want to use one condom either from in, a, in a my mouth. Because me feel like I, I too much something that's in a my mouth for go, for go focus on. Like, me focus on the condom from my tongue. Me focus on which part of touch my foot. I too much things. I too much things. Because if me go swallow, I'm going to swallow the condom and everything go down. <laughs> and me not able to me not go that way to chase me. not go out, dead for my belly lie down, and then nobody. Okay, oh God. So I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if me not even use one condom still. And I think we should also, when we talk about safe sex, also talk about those things that not everybody go and use one condom. So, like, what else? What else? Like, how else then, you know, do we ensure that we are having sex, you know, safe? Is it that we'll go make sure, say, you know, um, you got, you know, um, you're, you're something that you'll get to, you could check up every three months, every six months, you know, like what signs to look up yeah, for. Yeah, from catching something. The checkup, I got just tell you, say, either have it or you not have it. Well, I think if we're, if we make it, I think that, is normal. I think people will think about doing things healthier. So whether it is that, you know, um, 
the, the things in where we can't wear nothing too tight, you know, that, that'll give um, a yeast infection. And you can't wear certain underwear. You can't use certain products. I mean, a lot of women don't know. A lot of them something here. And so a lot of people even have yeast infection and them have sex. And I think I something good them I say. When I, in fact, a yeast infection them have, and them no know. People see different, you know, discharge. They don't know if it smell different, what it mean, if it discharge as a color here, what it mean. And so I think a bigger part of the discussion, especially with women, when we talk about safe sex, is about talking about these things and making these things become things that we don't frown upon, but things that we get to a point where it's, it is a part of our daily life. You know, like we, you know, you look off of your skin and you know, like your, you know, your skincare and you see a little bumper come out and you start running up and down and you make sure your skin clean all the time. So, you know, your face look nice and clean. I think we need to normalize conversations about our vaginas and the things that we need to look out for, the things that we need to do every day to make sure, say, it keep nice and clean. I think that is how you know, I, I think that is a part of it. to the sex party. Wait a minute, you say. I say like not inviting dirty fingers to the sex party. And don't brush your teeth and your tongue, Tracy, and don't floss your teeth and I come eat my vagina. Please move yourself. Yes. Move yourself. Yes. Enough people don't know. Say if your tongue dirty and you eat somebody's vagina, you can't get them thrush, you can't get them yeast infection. Um, at the same BB that you have and food in between your teeth and you come lick up and down. No, don't come lick me up and down. Because problem may put me in a vessel. So I think those things we need to start talking about. We need to start educating people about how all of them something here link up. Uh-huh. People don't know. Right. But mm, go ahead. I wanted to ask a question though, because I mean, and I think I've been asking this question, but I'd love to hear, you know, your perspective. I mean, why do you think or what do you think is the cause of the constant male-centeredness when we talk about safe sex? I mean, I get that, you know, man put themselves in the center, everything and whatever. But I mean, if we're having data to say that even if the the rate, you know, with women to women is not as high as, you know, men having sex with men. But I mean, I think the fact that it is still high, like, why aren't we like, why aren't we moving, like moving the conversation? Like what is stopping us from going there. It's something that I've thought about for a few years. And I think the question, the answer actually just came to me. Usually when you're looking at, um, well, if I'm looking at the infection rate, I'm also looking at the cause of the infection rate. And if, uh, for example, the infection rate of, you know, women who have sex with women is 10%. Mm-hmm. It, it, what it's going to, cause me to further look at is uh, of the 10%, how many of those women identify as lesbian, bisexual, pan, whatever the case is, right? What, how would I identify? And not putting my neck on the block here, but a figure that bisexuals and maybe pansexuals, um, persons probably who don't have, who don't identify as anything, um, 
or rather any category, will have a higher rate in that 10% than, than lesbians. Never had a, a male partner, don't know what them look like, and their partners have never had male partners either. So I feel like if they can tie it back to the sexual act having been done with a man, and then it's brought into the, the, the same-sex relationship, then that's where the focus is going to lie. Since men are the problem, make we just deal with them, and then this rate over here will go down or cease to exist. Mm. But I mean, even in, I'd say, you know, maybe like the last two or three years, Tracy, I mean, I think with, uh, with you know, the increased kind of visibility around, you know, LGBTQ people, around women rights, uh, you know, are, I mean, I think we're at a point where we know that there is a very good, you know, well, I'm not sure if it's very high or what, but I know that there is a decent percentage of women that also have, you know, the STDs, um, even, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. That directly comes from women having sex with women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, it's not just a thing in Jamaica, I think globally the conversation is still just very lacking. And I'm like, what is preventing us from moving from this stage? I mean, I think for years we have come to the realization that we need to do this. But I think every year we say, you know, we need to include this, we need to do this, we need to do this. But then, you know, when the donors give out the grants and whatever, we're still seeing the focus is still just on men who have sex with men. But isn't it how, wouldn't it be how we write our grand proposals though? So I think probably more research ought to be done because when we're writing our grand proposal, we're looking at, okay, then figures that are research where recent and all of them something. So I think it's, it goes back to what we're really focusing on, what we're researching on, what we have figures on, which then um, guides the way we write our grand proposal and then make it attractive for all of them. And then do not say, okay, then. But here's the thing. Towards this. If, if it, if, and it's definitely something that needs to go into a grant proposal, but if the person who is writing the proposal isn't... Let me say if I can frame this properly without being facetious. If the person writing the grant proposal doesn't have an inclination to thinking in the larger spectrum of things, that this is something that needs to be looked at, and the team probably overlooked that, then, you know, it's, it's okay when you make a one mention in a one meeting and person say, yeah, you know, this is a good idea, I really need to do that. And it's a whole other story if they think that there's going to be a rejection because there's not enough data um, or, or them think it's not big enough for it to matter. That's why it probably won't go into the grant proposal. However, if we frame the conversation differently and move it away from at some point there was a woman who had sex with a man and brought it into 
our female on female relationship. If we move away from that conversation and start having the conversation surround, as Sue said earlier, the infections that you get from your regular intimacy with your female partner, it might make a difference. And for example, herpes is one of those. STDs, STI is not too sure how they classify it. I think it's classified as either depending on the simplex you have. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that stay with you for life, right? But it's also one of those infections that you get from, you, you get it so easily. So you get an oral herpes when you are much, much younger. Chances are you run up and down and run up and down with people. And touch up, touch up thing, touch your face, touch your mouth, you end up with a cold sore. Cold sore is herpes, right? We can debate the infection rate of oral to genital herpes, but the point is it can happen. So mm. you go, you go down for your partner, eat all night, eat all week. Mm. Partner has herpes. Genital, caused by the oral from the other person. So it's it's the it's how you think of the infection happening mm-hmm. that would guide how you frame your proposal. So you have to prove, you have to be able to prove. And maybe when them kind of proposals are yeah, right, we really need to get like a medical professional to sit and to talk about the things that, you know, the layman themselves would not see. Because it's one thing to sit down in our meeting and talk amongst yourself about what you know as obvious and what you've experienced. The whole other thing for us to sit down with the people who actually have the people them come to them on a daily basis and them no more than we. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's framing, it's framing, it's changing the conversation and framing it differently. Moving away from the, the man did involve to mm-hmm. now that we have the woman, they are infected. What does this transmission rate now look like when them have another female partner getting infected? Because it's more than one STIs and STDs that you can get from a female to female interaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I you know mm-hmm. what to Tracy, you 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 said that and um my mind kind of went to a question because I'm also thinking, um, is it that because there is a lot of money, you know, around HIV kind of kind of work and there's not a lot of money around you know looking at the other kinds of um infections i'm wondering if that says you know anything too um you know with how the place you know where the emphasis is you know where the priority is but i mean i think either way i think it's time that we really start to put more focus on it because like i said the days are going by and there are lots of people who are just not aware. They, they just have no idea about a lot of things. And I think the onus is on us. People working on the ground, people doing you know, the actual implementations, doing the actual activa- um, uh, activations. It's kind of on us to kind of ensure that, you know, when we're writing the programs or doing the engagement, that we take the opportunity to, you know, educate people and to make them aware of these things. Right, right, definitely. So a question in the chat, would you peg a bisexual man, man you're dating, sorry? Absolutely. <laughs> <If you laughs> <had> it <laughs> it is on my list of that's things to do. 
Well, I just want to pick a man. That is it. I don't need to be the <laughs> one. I just want to Yeah, like, like me when I was dating a body. But I absolutely, I, 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 I mean, I think I don't want to date with a man straight because I think you know, it's boring. I'm not going to add yeah, you know, look at the niceness to the thing. Jesus. Yeah. So me go, me think me go want. So maybe like the best person would have to do maybe as you know, somebody bisexual. Kind of want give me a little vibe, you know, mm-hmm. give me something to work with. Yeah. But yeah, of course. I mean, you know, what I think is that other people just uptight with things, and you just need to just Lego yourself. As my rule in my life, say you don't know where you like until you do it, and so. People just need to make people be. I need to experiment and do a little thing. And if you feel like you like it, then you like it. Don't, don't run from yourself. If you love Pac-Man, you love Pac-Man. You don't make me like it yet, but me think me don't like it. So I'm just wait and see. Girl, I am ready. Anyone wants to offer themselves? Well, my DMs don't open for no man. I tell you, pick them. But it, like I said, it is on my list of things definitely to do. But um, I think as we kind of wrap the conversation, though, um, what are some of the key things that, you know, you guys want to take away, I guess, or, you know, for the people listening, what are some of the key things that you want them to, you know, remember and to, and to get from this kind of conversation? I think number one is to expand our public education, awareness, advocacy on safer sex to not be biased to one particular group? Um, for me, it's, it's basically just telling people to stop being biphobic. It, it makes life difficult for the persons who identify as bisexuals. And I think for me, it's actually two things because... I really want to see, like I said, more intentional conversations and more targeted things for women talking about safer sex, you know, talking about how to protect yourself, how to still enjoy sex, you know, and be safe. And I think it's just kind of what everybody else says about, you know, the idea of being biphobic. I mean, take some time to, you know, really look at something. And if you don't know, I think there are a lot of open people on Twitter that you can just kind of message one away. And I think it's about how you ask and approach people. But if I, if I kind of share it, you, know, you just want more information from a, a regular person, just reach out to people with respect and, you know, ask questions and build a capacity because it is also on you, the individual, uh-huh. for, for learn, you know, and for, for, for build up yourself. But, you know, anything with phobias, hurt people at the end of the day. So I think we're at a stage now where we need to move from that and make people live them life and do what they want to do. All are big people. All are big people. Anything happened, just happen. But on the safer sex side, though, do you have any um, tips? Oh, yes. Women, brush your teeth regularly. Brush your tongue regularly. Floss your teeth before you know, eat the people them girl pick the vagina. Floss on your teeth. You cannot out here eat people vagina and burger meat in your teeth and jerk chicken meat and rice eat up in your teeth and dumpling and yam eat up in your teeth. It cannot work. And so remember your dentist every six months. That is also important. Yes. And the fingernail must nice and present. Toys. 
Don't share it. Don't share it. Don't prioritize them. If you're going to please to use a condom. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of um so you can research. I remember when I first um, bought my bondage set and somebody did research like the kind of temperature like to store it in our yeah, bondage kit. When you're buying things, you can research about the materials and such and the ideal temperatures to keep it in, how to clean it and all of them. Some of them, pretty secret there, Jamaica, if you're in Jamaica, you can buy a toy cleaner from all of them things there. If you don't have the money, I'm sure you can research safe ways to clean your toys. Just buy one Vagisil or Summer's Eve and wash it. Them something they can use clean toys too. Mm. Um, I don't know about no man I eat front. No man I eat my front. I don't know if somebody else can. It relates, to, it relates to them as well. It's not only for the women. Mouth and mouth. Yeah, yeah, for what? Brush your teeth and then something for everybody. <laughs> Many of them clean. Dig for clean and pussy for clean. Everybody for clean. Here are them. Don't wash your penis too. Here are <laughs> Father God, it never make a mistake. Pom pom pom. <laughs> I don't want to me not to worry about. I know my penis now wash. Period. Cool. Period. Good. <laughs> Period. All right. Well, this was big up for yourself. It was great. Well, I forget one next episode. Definitely, I forget one next episode. Definitely. That was some little more things. My right time I went to Glenroy and him fifty people them. The giveaway, a little thing. No, no, I like a, I like a fish. extra bonus. I want to fry fish even time. <laughs> yes. That's that most steam fish I'm fried. I like a steam fish in mommy. Well, I forget something. I forget something. Oh, but this was great, y'all. It really yeah. was. It was really nice. Big up on yourself. Nice and so well was left me from last year. I'm really now come back. I don't have the decent this time either. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I am leaving Uno. I and I gone. XOXO, my love is very special. If you want it, you can have it. No more people come near need for the pandis. Shadina. If you're available for pegging, I am available. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Oh my God. No, but when I understand, where is where is the people them? Is how much minutes more? Because uh, we think we're kind of done. <laughs> no, I never get no idea. Go. Oh, we oh. oh. saying that though. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm Tracy. I'm Swell, and I'm Shadina. Bye. 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 <laughs>